This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith Father Connolly. Welcome to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. But most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God and ultimately hear His voice. Father Connolly. Hi, Mrs. Sullivan. How are you? I am living the dream. Yeah. I mean, we should tell people that are listening, like we usually chat for a few minutes ahead of time. So for me coming in saying like, hey, how are you? You mean that sounds artificial? A little bit, right? Oh. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're doing well. I'm doing good. You know, living the dream over here. One of, my, one of my classmates in the seminary used to always say that. Say, hey, how are you doing? Living the dream. <laughs> always cheered me up. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Um, so we're just going to do a quick episode today. We have one question from a little boy that you're going to play for us in a moment. Yes. Yeah. Nate, the, um, a brilliant young man here at St. Columba, and uh, he has a great, great question for us. Um, with regard to our stained glass windows in the church. So why don't we, well, first let's pray. Yes, let's do that. And then we'll listen to Nate's question. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, Amen. now and at the Amen. hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take it away, Nate. My name is Nate. I live in the Grange. I'm five. This is my question. Why is there not a picture of God if he is the main character in St. Columba in, this, in, in the pictures on the glass world? I like that. Why is hey. if God is the main character? Yes, at God, Saint Columba, and he better be right. He's the main character in Saint Columba, 
but hopefully in, in each of our lives, God is number one. So right off the bat, you know, this is, this is a kid who prays this a kid who knows that God has to be at the center of his life. So way to go, Nate. Um, and those of you who are just listening to this, um, which I think is everyone, because we don't post video. So there's that. We but, did for a little bit, but then we <laughs> so he wrapped up his question with uh, making the sign of the cross. So I just wanted to share that because it was a great video. It was very so sweet. Grateful to Nate for sending us that question. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that kids think about. Yeah. He's looking around and we have stained glass windows. Right. They're, they're there to be looked at. Um, and he's saying, well, wait a second. Where's God? Yeah. So we at, at St. Columba, for anyone who has not been there, um, there's two main stained glass windows. One features Mary and one features Joseph in various scenes from their lives. So just kind of as a broad picture for everyone. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you think about it, that's a pretty deep question. Right? Mm. We won't maybe... Uh, plumb the depths of the uh, where is God question <laughs> I have deep within our soul. But at this level of the, um, you know, sacred art, if I'm being told that the whole reason I'm even here is because I'm worshiping God, God mm -hmm. is number one. God is the most important um, person in my life. Mm -hmm. Where is he? We got these pictures of everyone else, but yeah. Yeah. So right. Like, and I think a lot of us, why, wouldn't it just be simpler if we could sense God in, in our, in our human form, if we could see him, like it'd be so much easier to believe. Right. Yeah. So I think really to answer that question, we have to ask ourselves, how, it, how do we, um, how do we see God? Right. right. And um, so I, I think there are two ways we can look at this. Okay. And we know that, so number one, and, and Alexandra, jump in here anytime if I'm uh, off the rails, okay? Yeah. I think certainly we know that from the first book of the Bible, Genesis, God says, let us make man in our image and likeness. Right. So one way that perhaps we most immediately see God is in ourselves and in each other. Mm -hmm. Now, I, we want to see something different because <laughs> it's a little confusing sometimes. Well, I don't think God looks like me. Yeah. You know, I look very different. So how, how, how do we both look like God? Right. Uh, it could be maybe a little confusing. Um, but to be in God's image and likeness doesn't necessarily mean that we look like him physically. Right. I look a lot like my mom. <laughs> we even have the same glasses. She copied me, but of course, um, she's very stylish though. So. <laughs> my mom and I look so similar physically. So I've been in, in the grocery store and had people come up to me and say, Father Connolly, <laughs> that's me. Ruth Ann's son, right? Yeah. yeah. I went to high school with your mom or your because they look at me and they see her yeah. a beard. Hopefully that's not as true, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, 
might think, well, if I'm made in God's image, does that mean I, I look like him? But um, we're probably not, right? Because mm -hmm. we all look very different from each other, except right. mom and I. But um, so it must mean something else. Yeah. And the whole fact that we're even thinking about this is a clue, right? So God has given us a great gift and it's called reason. Mm -hmm. It's different. So if you have a pet, maybe you can think of it that way. Yeah. Like our animals don't really think. They react to things and they're trained in a certain way and they have brains that can, can uh, right. come to different decisions based on instinct. But you and I, we think about things and we, we contemplate, we ponder, we spend time thinking about and uh, deciding on. Right. Second clue, if we decide something, that mm -hmm. shows that we are free to choose. Right. So when you have those two gifts, that gift of reason, mm -hmm. uh, not just a brain, but a mind. A mind, yep. That second gift being uh, freedom. Well, that's the way we understand being created in God's image. So um, right. that we're created in God's image and likeness means that if we want to see God, in a certain sense, we can just look in the mirror or look at each other and we know that uh, in a certain way, that's where we see God. Um, also, the fact that he lives within us, too. And I didn't think of this before, but it's true. Um, we want to see God and we look at each other. That's a very real way to, to see him because we know, especially by our baptism, that God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit live in our soul. They dwell within us. That's why we want to be kind to each other respect each other, be, be merciful and loving because God lives in that person. Mm -hmm. God lives in me. So I think that's the first way we sort of look at God, not necessarily as in a picture, yeah. but, uh, but in each other. Right. Like you said, when someone sees you, they see your mother, right? I think that's, that's a good way to think about it too. Like it's, um, Physically, we may not look like God the Father, but we are like his image in, in some respects, in, like you're saying, in our, in our mind and in our ability to reason and our will. So that's, that's an interesting and a little bit hard concept yeah. to, to really figure out, right? To, to wrap our minds around. Yeah. So, and I know you said there was another way of thinking of it. So what do you think? So even though we can't see God, you know, necessarily the way we look at each other immediately, mm -hmm. I, you know, I clicked on this Zoom meeting and, and I saw your face and I know that's Mrs. Sullivan. Mm -hmm. I look at you and I recognize you and I know what you look like. Um, we might think that we can't see God that way, but then again, what about this great gift of the incarnation, right? God became mm -hmm. one of us so that we can look at him. Right. So when we look at Jesus, the son, we're looking at God. Right. Um, and just to say that what a gift God has given us by becoming one of us, because until then we couldn't see him. He even told us in the Old Testament, right? Think about 
um, you know, if you looked on God, right, you would, you wouldn't survive, right? Right, right. Uh, Telling Moses to cover his face. Mm -hmm. Um, So as an interesting side note, there are many depictions of Moses that look like he has horns, Mm -hmm. part goat or something. And he's not, he's not uh, Mr. Tumnus from the, the Chronicles of Narnia, but um, it's it's not horns, but it's light, and that's a kind of a prefigurement of the transfiguration, right? So we know that Jesus in the Gospels he goes up the mountain with Peter, James, and John, and he shines this incredible light. He's almost transformed. He's he looks he's still Jesus, but they're seeing him in this new way. This this radiant light and um it's a little glimpse of his divinity that they Mm -hmm. otherwise didn't have um we can understand a bit of a foreshadowing in that that when moses came down from the mountain having looked upon god now he shone with such a radiant light it was coming out of his head it looked like horns but that was that was in fact the light that uh, shone from him for seeing god so here if you have that in the background right that, that we can't handle seeing god yeah. then fast forward a few thousand years to the year zero <laughs> uh when when jesus is born mary and joseph they look at this little baby but that's god they're looking on the face of god right you know no longer a, a burning bush or some other scary kind of uh, image but but in this sweet innocent little baby and then throughout his life looking at jesus is looking on the face of god and so mm-hmm. when we look upon images of jesus maybe it's just artwork or maybe something even a little uh, more like like the shroud of uh turan 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 yeah right <laughs> the shroud shroud thought that very well may be the one that covered jesus himself and has revealed to us his face right right Uh, or even some of the paintings that we have that have been uh revealed to like say um saint faustina and then she had a painter paint what what the image of jesus was that she saw so yeah it's like a little bit removed right but um it'd be like you know you have a painting of your kid passed down to like their kid or you know it's a couple steps removed but you're still getting the sense of what that person looked like right yeah so when nate says how come we don't see god in the stained glass we need to be kind of a little specific here and kids can start to learn this even though the concepts might not be easy to understand is that god is a trinity god is three persons and while we may not see god the father we need to be specific when we talk are we asking why don't we see god the father in the stained glass that's one thing because we do see images like you're saying of jesus who is the second person of the holy trinity yeah and even sometimes you'll find um artists depict god the father based on what's revealed to us in jesus and that's only ever intended as as artwork not right. meant as um right. a, an actual representation because we know that we, we just can't know what god really looks like until we god willing look upon him one day in heaven right. um, 
but so you might see these images of this larger than life. He looks maybe kind of like an old man, a long gray beard. And, mm-hmm. and in front of him is Jesus on the cross. And above the two of them is the dove. Mm-hmm. How the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, was revealed. Think mm-hmm. of the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. The Holy Spirit came down upon him like a dove. Or in other depictions where you see the little flames above the apostles mm-hmm. at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon them as of, uh, as tongues of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we understand that to be a representation of the Holy Spirit. So there are these ways that, that God has allowed us to see him. Right. Um, not in a perfect way, maybe, mm-hmm. but that's coming later. Right. That's coming when we see him in heaven. In the meantime, we know that Jesus reveals to us the face of God. He, he makes the otherwise invisible God visible. Mm-hmm. And that each of us is created in his image. Um, not that we look like him the way I look like my mom. Right. But that because we can think and choose and love. I, didn't I was just going to say that. But that we can love yeah, means uh, most especially that we so closely resemble the God in whose image we were created. Right. So in all of this, he is certainly still the main character. <laughs> Definitely the main character. <laughs> and, and, um, though maybe not the, the first way we would think of, of seeing him, nonetheless, right. hopefully... Uh, good ways to that we can see God each and every day. Yeah. And I just want to say, just throw this out there, right? This little boy is sitting in mass, observing what the church looks like and what's going on around him. But I think it needs to be said that we do see Jesus in a way right there during mass. So God chose to become a baby and show us himself in human form now he's not with us in that way anymore, right? He ascended to the Father. So now how does he choose to show himself to us? The Eucharist. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. So that's right. And sometimes you'll hear people say, um, you know, oh, he becomes bread. On the contrary, bread becomes God, right? Yes. And so um, just something uh, really beautiful. Thank you for mentioning that. That's um, because we do, we might think, well, that's not, that's not really like looking at God because, well, yes, it is. That is 100% Jesus. Yeah. When the priest has prayed um, the, the words and actions over the bread and wine at mass, um, according to how that's all supposed to be done. I mean, you can't make up your own words and because then it, it doesn't work. happen like that. Right. But when when uh, when the priest holds that host in his hand and says, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Mm-hmm. That truly now is Jesus. Yeah. So you're right. Um, we're looking at God and, uh, and, and in such a beautiful, beautiful way here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's a hard, and so um, 
in a way we're looking with, and this is going to be a concept. I don't know if a five-year-old is going to follow this, but we're looking with the eyes of our heart. We're not looking with our human eyes, you know, of the way we would observe, you know, the snow that's coming down right now, but we're looking at, at the Eucharist with the eyes of our heart and we're seeing Jesus in that way. And I know that's like a elevated concept, but I think it's worth saying and, and kids can start to understand that, that they're looking at things with their heart instead of, you know, through their actual eyes. So. Yeah. Well, that's what faith is, right? Yeah. Faith is, is knowing things without being able to scientifically prove or explain them, but because God has revealed it and mm-hmm. you just have to trust someday when we're with him in heaven, this will all make sense <laughs> until then. We just thank him for the gift of faith and ask him to increase our trust. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) All right. So if anyone else has other questions for us, send them our way. We are brainstorming some things to talk about as well. And Lent is around the corner. So I'm sure we'll have some things to talk about for Lent as well. Which is crazy like Christmas was just here. All right. Should we wrap it up tonight? Today? Yes. (laughs) Should we do how we heard God this week? You're feeling inspired. Oh, girl, I'm always inspired. (laughs) Okay. You go first. Let's see how next week's homily is. Right. <laughs> we can decide that. <laughs> um, how, how did I hear God this week? Mm. Mm. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> we know things- we're going to do this. We should just come prepared. I don't know why we don't. I did. So... Um, one of the one of the great privileges of the priest is to accompany a young man and woman as they're preparing for for holy matrimony as they're preparing to become husband and wife and um sometimes you you walk with them through that whole journey and then it's the wedding day and that's the last time you see them and that's a little bit sad and you think you know uh you you develop this bond and and um, it's such an intimate thing too to to take part in that journey, um, but once in a while, um, something really great happens. And actually, it's happened a few times now in the last few days that I've heard uh, from couples that that I've gone through that that journey with, and just just to hear about the joy uh, that they're experiencing, as well as some you know difficulties or challenges, but to hear from them. Um, that they're they're loving being husband and wife. They're loving being married. They still love each other and they love God and they love the sacrament. And you can see that we talk about sacramental grace, right? That that God really gives us actual, concrete, tangible help to live the lives he, He's called us to live um, in those sacraments. That it means something. That it's not just you know. Um, playing house, but it, it really is, it, it makes a difference. And, and to see that at work in their lives is so, so beautiful. And um, so 
I've heard from a few couples actually just in this last week. And it's been, it's been really, really great to see how God is at work in their lives. And um, that is how I have heard God's voice in my life. That's lately. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a really nice reflection. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So um, you guys know I have three kids. So I, I like to see, I actually see a lot um, in the way their relationships with God are developing. And that really is, um, to use one of your favorite words, edifying to me. It's, a, yeah, it's a good word. So um, we pray each night and we, we offer gratitude to God. And then we offer, um, we do a, we kind of reflect on how we felt like God was present to us in our days. And, um, and little John suggested that he was really, thankful to God and he felt God's presence because God has been protecting us from COVID and keeping us from getting sick from COVID. And I really, I was, I was really inspired by his observation that God is a protector and does keep his eyes on his people, on his, on his sons and daughters. And for a little eight-year-old to notice that is really pretty astounding to me. So mm. There you go. Nice. They must, they must have a good mom and dad. <laughs> good dad. Yeah. Probably the good dad, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, I don't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just in time for me to say farewell. Hasta la vista. Adios. And goodbye. Sayonara. <laughs> Until Bye. next time, God bless. Bye. Thanks for listening to Raising Saints. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something about the faith, the church, and God. Most importantly, we hope you've heard God's voice as he calls out to you in love, as he calls you to a friendship with himself, as he calls you to be a saint. Until next time, God bless you.